I like how psychological Araki has managed to make Dio a snotty kid who kicks dogs. No, he's like super chilled out now. (laughs) Well, I mean, he's had like 150 years to yeah to, to become know, like to be to, to mature yeah most I, of them spent in a box that, exactly yeah. well imagine like how like time if out you were, time out for yeah, Dio. if you <laughs> <laughs> do you think that water got into the casket so it was sort of like float tank therapy for him <laughs> honestly yes wow all right yes. now I want to do a, I never wanted to do a float tank before. <laughs> But now I do just to and like take, just to take pretend. A and be like, I'm cosplaying as Dio right now. Yeah. Like four yeah. people will get it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's what the I think. The Dio happened. experience. Yeah. We, we could do. We should full go to immersion we, Dio. Full immersion Dio. Yeah, we should. We should absolutely do that. We should. For we should, hundred years. We should open a JoJo themed float tank. Welcome to JoJo's Bizarre Explainer, a podcast about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I'm Darius Kazami. I'm Courtney Stanton. And I'm Elizabeth Simmons. And today we're going to talk to you about orangutans. Yes, and orangutans. Monkeys. Problematic orangutans. No. No. Orangutan, from the Indonesian word for man of the forest. Yep. Did you look this up today? No, I actually literally have known this since high school. <laughs> yes. And so. you've been waiting for your chance to use that information. I have. <laughs> yes. And also, orangutans are not monkeys. They are apes. Okay, Jotaro. Uh, okay. Thanks, no, Kakyoin. There you go. Uh, yeah. No, I, I took a bioanthropology class in college. I loved it. And mm-hmm. uh, one of the many facts that I have retained yeah. is that well, orangutans and, are, are and I And I took one in high school because I'm a nerd. Yes. And that was where I picked up the and orangutan well, fact. And you nerd high school. Well, yeah. literally yesterday, I read an article about monkeys who enjoy having sex with deer. <laughs> so what I'm saying is that out of interspecies monkey uh, romantic overtures, I'm actually the most educated currently. That's, and that's, that's true. That's true because we haven't been talking about monkeys. We've been talking about <laughs> apes. Well, it's true. I don't know that apes would want to have sex with people. Yeah, orangutans don't really. Deers. Orangutans are very solitary. They need. There have. I mean, you should read this article you... about the monkeys, the the Japanese monkeys that. <laughs> Uh, the women have sex yeah. with deer and male deer or female deer. Male deer. Oh, okay. They have sex Less with each other. Well, they have sex with. <laughs> I want lesbian. Well, there deer are monkeys there are sex. lesbian monkeys. Okay. They have sex with each other, oh, like okay. female deer or female monkeys. But then they have sex. They have, like ongoing, like monogamous sexual relationships with deer. <laughs> 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 so they're furries. Yes, I ha- I had a whole Twitter thread about this yesterday. I was like, if you're a monkey and you're a furry. Does it cancel out and make you like a non-furry human? <laughs> uh, I bet monkeys have a word for it, like ungulate. You know, for monkeys that are sexually attracted to animals with hooves. And there's this whole thing about how, like, if the deers like turn down the sexual overtures of the monkeys, the monkeys quote unquote throw a sexual tantrum, which I believe well, is covered in this episode isn't that just, of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Isn't that just a tantrum? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, so it's I think we've all, I yeah. think, I think we, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. we, we have all thrown sex tantrums at times. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Actually, I think everyone I think... in this in this trailer has has thrown a sex tantrum I, at least I, once. Let, yes, I let... canonically have. It was in the fall of <laughs> two thousand and yeah, two thousand. Uh, <laughs> it was in Bloomington, Indiana. No, I actually, literally, I remember exactly yeah. what happened. It was not pretty. It is yeah. possible that I've never thrown a sex tantrum. Yeah, it's called being like twenty, right? Have yeah, I? I, yeah. Well, I, yeah, like nineteen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just I could the person that I wanted to have sex with would not have sex with me, and so I just I ended up. Just ugly crying outside. Jerking off in a field? No. (laughs) Which is what you do in Indiana, as we know. That would 
even far more reasonable. <laughs> no, instead I was just crying outside their building uh, and would not leave. It was well so stupid. <laughs> so when we last left our adventurers off, they were shipwrecked and they were adrift at sea in lifeboats. And then they find what appears to be a classic ghost ship. Although the episode opens with more Dio Enya... Uh, fear discourse. Fear discourse. Oh, that's which true. I don't want to neglect just because I love these ongoing little monologues. It's kind of foreshadowing of the Dio Pucci intervals. In yeah, it is. Stone in, in Ocean. Stone Ocean. Yeah. Like they're kind of, they're not really They're just hanging the out and talking about philosophy. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, so this is but, this but is where he's not fucking Enyaba. Yeah. right? But this is where he's like, you know, what is it to be alive? Right? Yeah, and he's yeah. just well, and it, I like it because Dio at this point is just the embodiment of the menacing floating. Like he's not doing anything, and he's basically just hanging out, staring at himself in mirrors, and getting looked at by Joseph Joestar. Like that's yeah. all his actual day to day. I mean, no, he is. occasionally flesh buds someone. Yeah, yeah, and he drinks women. Yes. And we know that he has had sex with, like, he's knocked up, like, maybe five women at this point. Probably. No, no, no. I mean, canonically. Okay, great. Yeah, but but we don't find that out until much later. But we know that he is... He's doing it. He's yeah. doing it. Yeah, yeah. He's sowing okay. his wild he's oats. Boning. <laughs> so, but he's not really doing anything to the Joe Stars other no, than other, I mean, other just than sexting. talking to Enyaba yeah. and having her call them trash. And so he's just having weird anxiety <laughs> about them. And so I, I like that we get this window into him being like, I just don't want to underestimate them again because yeah. I know that's a thing that I do. Right. But I don't want to go after them because I think that would be beneath me. Right. As a really great. Yeah, what do you do person. as a super hot, ageless vampire? Right, right. And so I, and I get, I kind of relate to that. Uh, I, I, yeah, I like <laughs> Enya's. Like you're immortal, and you have the world's most badass stand. What are you afraid of? But <laughs> and it, but just that thing where it's like sometimes like you sense a problem, and you're like, I think if I even pay attention and to this, like, don't borrow trouble, Dio. Yeah, it's just like if, if but that I like the the actual real life thing that like Araki's trying to articulate through weird myth making cartoon is that thing where it's like if you turn your attention to something it automatically heightens it and so it's like he doesn't want to do that but he also it's not just going to go away on its own and he knows that he has this history of like underestimating how big of a problem the Joestar family is and it's like yes sometimes it's like well I I just have this sense that this is going to fuck up my life but if I face it head on like or I try to deal with it, that might also fuck up my life. And it's like, yeah, what do? how do you deal with that? And so he's like, you try to conquer fear. That's the purpose of life is yeah. conquering fear. <laughs> and so it's like, yeah, Dio, do I mean, it. That, that is consistent with Dio's <laughs> characterization. Right. Well, yeah. this is the part where we get a little anime exclusive flourish that I really like, which is where there's a close-up on Dio's eyeball, and instead of an iris, you see a cog. Like turning. turning. This is foreshadowing for later. I'm not going to spoil anything, but uh, it is. It's if you if you've watched Stardust Crusaders before, that's a really cool little like remember moment. cogs, <laughs> <laughs> little gears turning. Yeah. So there's this boat yeah. that they come across, and there's a great little vignette up here where uh, they're like disembarking to get on the boat, and it's weird and creepy and stuff, and. Uh, and Jotaro like offers his hand to Anne to like help her up onto the boat, and she just like looks at him, 
and like scrunches her face and jumps into Joseph's arms and sticks her tongue out at him. Yeah, and I was relatable. like, that's that's a good instinct. Yeah. yeah. I would also run away from Jotaro. I, I would not. <laughs> no. Although I do find it creepy how kind Jotaro is this entire episode to Anne. Well, but how, why wouldn't he be? She's like a little kid. She is. But he was kind of shitty to her uh, in the last episode. Oh, yeah. When he thought she was a boy. That's true. He doesn't know how to deal with young girls because he can't just treat them like trash and he can't flirt with them. Yeah. But also, I think that Jotaro, like, from the jump is like, what's the deal with this boat? Why would they, like help us aboard if there's nobody yeah well he was like here. why isn't anybody here yeah. at all <laughs> like Polnareff's like I don't care if every single person on this ship is a stand user yeah I'm getting on <laughs> well, which is and amazing so, yeah uh, and Pol- so, like, Polnareff's survival instincts are kind of lower than everybody else's <laughs> and that's just like a character I mean he's, a, he's, he's, yeah, he just goes he's head French. first into everything because he's yeah. French I like right. that every single everything character about him you're like he's French <laughs> that's why yeah and I can't even argue with you because you were married to a Frenchman so I'm like Look, everything I say about French people is correct. (laughs) Just like, sure. So, (laughs) no survival instinct. (laughs) They're very chivalrous, even when it's just pretend. (laughs) Whatever, their stands are super boring. (laughs) Anything else I say about Polnareff is true about all French people. All right. (laughs) Nice. We can generalize about the French. Okay. That's allowed. Yeah, that's fair. Just like right. in with Phantom Blood, we could generalize against but, British people. Yeah, the British. That's yeah. fine. Polnareff's suggestion that maybe all of the crew is just in the bathroom with, with diarrhea. The, with diarrhea, yeah. Um, Polnareff is obsessed with bathrooms. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is our first inkling that we get in yeah. in, in Stardust Crusaders that Polnareff that's where has his a mind bathroom goes. Thing. Yeah. yeah. Polnareff. We will come back to this, but Polnareff. Absolutely, a hundred percent has bathroom anxiety dreams constantly, because nightmares. He's French or just yeah, because he's French. No, and, no, because <laughs> he is because this is where Iraqi is projecting the fact that Iraqi clearly has bathroom anxiety. Or dreams. he wanted to draw that, like for some reason, this is a thing maybe that like really... somebody. You know how like you hear about something. Uh, I mean, do you have tooth losing dreams? No, but you've no. heard, but you, yes. but you know yes. about that. Yeah. So it's like, it's maybe it's like a fact that Iraqi heard. Like, oh my gosh, some people have like bathroom anxiety dreams. Like, and he was like, I want to write a character who's it. like obsessed yeah. with bathrooms, and it, and it would be Polnareff. So then they, as they're exploring the ship, they discover a caged orangutan, as uh, you do on a ship. Yeah, that's a totally normal thing to have. And when I say they, we mean Anne, because I think it is important that the kid is the one to come across the orangutan. Because I think if any of the adults had had found this thing then i think the jig would have been up a lot faster that is true because they would at least have tried to find whoever was caring for it and so then we get uncensored ape smoking because that ape is of legal age right so we have an orangutan who knows how to light and smoke cigarettes yeah which i mean later he's smoking a pipe which is even harder it is but i mean you can you can teach you can teach an ape to smoke to smoke Yeah. yeah Can you teach an ape to look at Playboy? <laughs> um, at least in terms of like pictures of other sexually desirable like apes, like an like a, like an ape who's looking for a mate will yes. will pay attention to pictures of like yes. a, a, a potential mate. So we're so. back to the question that we opened this episode with, right? Are apes really attracted to people? Are apes attracted to Playboy? Are apes attracted to human to photos of human women? Right. In pinup poses. Okay, well I wanna say I think the ape is actually just reading the articles. 
because <laughs> no, no, we he, know that no, he no, no, because it. he puts on he's got his yachting outfit and his pipe later. He clearly but idolizes he's also Hugh Hefner. not wearing pants. He idolizes Hugh Hefner, which makes sense because he's also like a fucking sexual predator. Yeah, but he was also so, not wearing pants, which I, implies that he was jacking off. I also want to mm. point out that this is this was this manga was also drawn sort of in the era of like Howard the Duck and. If you're, if yes, people are familiar, oh, familiar with, with that um, yes. comic, which also sort of had this sort of like weird lecherous animal situation, um, lecherous semi animal, yeah. Um, one of my favorite movies when I was a young child, and uh, very weird. <laughs> this will be picked up again when we meet uh, the cursed member of our party, yes. Iggy. Yep. Um, who so not was... only also has a man's face, but is super cool. lecherous, super disgusting. Um, disgusting. So yeah, which is like yeah. so strange. Uh, but it was like a weird cultural thing. But essentially, it was a cultural thing that sucked. Yes, I mean the eighties was also like super into like the Incredible Hulk. And stuff like like you had that, or so it's that yeah, idea. Yeah, but that's not furry. It's not a furry, but you have that weird, <laughs> distorted. I mean, it's the it's the id. It's yes. like the it's the it's the sexual. It's, it's King Kong. Like yeah. this 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 episode. This, is King Kong. this episode yeah. is King Kong crossed with Psycho. Yes, like that's what this sure. episode is, and it's. Uh, and it's Crossed like with it's like a it's a woman Dunstan or a, checks in. <laughs> it's a woman or a, a girl in sexual peril, and you know, uh, I would certainly rather it have it be an a, an actual orangutan than like a black person. Yeah, you know, like it's the like she's in the kind of peril that you would often see someone in, like you know, oh, I'm in Africa and there are tribal people who have right. captured me. You true, know, true. Um, um, and that's that's the the tropes that it's playing off of. I I do appreciate that. The anime. This is this episode is one of the the ones where I'm just like, God bless the animation team for being able to read the manga's action sequence and, and turn figure it out right what translate the it into something legible. Going on. Yeah. They also really uh, clarified and made more explicit the psycho references, so you actually get some of the more iconic shower curtain with the silhouette behind it and stuff like that. So it actually feels like a better homage, which to me helps degross some of the gross parts where it's like, why right. would you put a 12-year-old girl in a cheesecake shot in a shower? And it's like, well, I'm doing a shower scene to reference the classic it does, horror shower It does scene. help a little bit. Yes. A little bit. But I'm like, you could do that and take out the naked shit, yeah. guys. Like, I know someone's naked if they're in a shower. And or at least a naked child. Yeah. <laughs> like... Like I mean, yeah, and as Courtney, as you said earlier, I think it was you. The inability to hold a towel, oh in yeah, a way that actually everyone in the JoJo universe has no idea how to wrap a towel. Around yeah, if themselves. you remember Lisa Lisa in uh, in last also season. held it just over the front of her body so right. that you could see her butt. Yeah, yeah, and the whole rest of the episode. That's how Anne is is conducting herself through uh, mortal peril. She's naked through this whole episode, and yeah. I completely <laughs> forgot about it. Yeah, yeah um, you repressed it. It so, sucks. So we. We quickly discover, at least as viewers, that the that the orangutan is clearly the stand user here. Yeah, but how? But how? This stand is fucking weird. It's dumb and makes this no is, sense. But also, this stand is the reason I am like I got sold on JoJo. Like, period. Because um, you were waiting for it to just do something super dumb. Yeah, I was like, this is JoJo's bizarre adventure. Yeah. Give me some bizarre. And like, it was Breaking pretty bizarre rules. up to this point. Yeah. But And you were yeah. like, a pipe smoking orangutan whose entire stand is a ship that can like absorb and crush people. Yeah. And That's bizarre. That is bizarre. <laughs> yep. That is bizarre enough. Yep. 
that meets my bizarre quota. I was just, yeah, I was just so excited and <laughs> sold on it. Like, I was so excited about it that I didn't even really register and being naked the whole time. <laughs> like, like, I was just so, like, yeah, a smoking ape. And Jotaro gets into a fist fight with with him and chastises him for being bad at being an animal. Like this is that's just I love that line. <laughs> that you've already broken the rules of being an animal. You know, this was just where I was like this is just like holy shit what the fuck is going on here in this show. Like I like that it's just the show just now has immediately started to break its own rules. This is the first stand that we meet and we're on episode 7 and this is the first stand we meet that <laughs> that breaks the rule of stands. Like yeah. Yeah, like this, because this non-stand users aren't supposed to be able to see stands. And the characters ask about it, and then right. the answer is like, well, it's just so strong. That, that anyone no, can see it. That's yeah. not a thing. Because no. it's normally when you see something, like like for future stands, when people can see it, it's because the stand is, like if, if the stand were like taking a- an object. Yeah, it's like if in. the stand were controlling a bunch of molten steel or something and like making a fake boat out of it, that yeah. would be one thing. Or like if the stand's power involves it, like tricking innocent bystanders. Yeah, in into hallucinating. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But but nope, it's those not, are not the rules no, here. It's just, no, it's, it's just, just- Well, that's, I think that like the reason why it's called strength and the reason why yeah. like it's an orangutan and they specifically mention it a lot of times, like, oh, they're so strong, they're so strong. I think that- Araki was trying to get around it. Like, what if, like, how could I do something so astronomically strong that I'm not going to have another character who, like, outstrengthifies it? So I right. can use this exception literally one time. But also he, like, nerfs to the power by oh, having totally. the stand user be an orangutan. Because, yeah. uh, because, you know, if Dio had that stand, it would be a totally different, you know. Because, yeah, you would just, he would create things that were so incredibly powerful you would yeah. be unbeatable right the thing is is yeah weird physical stands that other people can see are a thing but they actually have rules and this doesn't actually yeah. fit this, into yeah, this the breaks rules. Them. so yeah. like and i think this is literally the only time in all of jojo's that a stand user is just strong enough that anyone can see the stand i'm willing to to make that i agree i don't think because it would be explained and that is absolutely not ever the case again i really like the monkey themed rubik's cube (laughs) yeah it's so good i'm that's one of those inexplicable objects it's like (laughs) how would you go about ordering that as an ape well <laughs> All right, I don't have an answer for the as an eight part, but this was during the height of Rubik's oh, Cube yeah. mania. I no, want it's, one. It's great. Also, it's a great object. I forgot that he solved it, and I thought that maybe the point of him like playing with it was to show us that he couldn't solve it, and so that really his only like thing was that he was really strong. No, he's clearly smart, but no, mm-hmm. and so smart like, enough to read yeah, Playboy. Yeah, he. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he knows the uh, the Rubik's Cube algorithm. Yeah, it's that whole tension between yeah. man and the animal. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think Playboy is like intellectually at like top level orangutan. Oh, totally. Like, you know, like height of the species. You got know, like so, Stephen yeah. King, yeah. Playboy articles. <laughs> Stephen King is above Playboy articles. Yeah, I, know, yeah, I think so too. Yeah. You can see where my hand was when I was making those tears. It's a classic radio move. <laughs> um, so... Again, when when these are just ideas. When you're making your your merch official, people who own the IP of JoJo's, why not make the Rubik's cube? Yeah, can you also? Are, wait, are they listening to us? No, but I wish. <laughs> hey they were. guys, 
make part five an anime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all, our needs, our requests are few. Vento Oreo anime, the fucking monkeys Rubik's cube, yeah. some official uh, tarot cards. Yeah. yeah. Um, yep. It's just Is all there this. Oh, we wanted a. Um, we wanted an ACDC brain backpack. Yeah, the ACDC yeah. brain backpack. Yeah. These are so, why are they paying us good to come up shit. with merch ideas? Um, um, so, uh, <laughs> so we have kind of an awesome fight between Jotaro and the orangutan. Um, I love the scene where the the fan blade just yes. embeds itself in Jotaro's <laughs> shoulder, and he's like, "Huh." There's a fan stuck in my shoulder. He just this it is there. interesting. He has he has so much muscle that like he can't even feel it in like the outer five layers. Well, and it's really nice because we have a return to like Jonathan Joestar yes. level, yeah. just block like, of wood, impervious shit house. Yeah. Like yeah. just I'm a man wall, right? Uh, but he like when he goes to grab it, it just like just yeah. bends, and that's and that's where he realizes that. Everything is a stand. They well, are inside <laughs> a stand. And then it, and then it fucking so slaps him. Yeah, yeah, the fan <laughs> slaps him, which is just, the it's fan goofy. slaps him. It's amazing. Yeah, this whole thing is like very, um, like, old-timey. Oh, it's definitely like Disney comic. I mean, I mean, you know, the porn reading, smoking, yeah. you know, uh, ape is clearly like comic relief. It's like meant to be like a- And like specifically like, like Looney Tunes-ish. yeah. Like, yeah, it's yeah, that's some of that, some of the, some of that Pillar Man shit, right? Yeah. yeah, it's supposed to be funny, and I think I would find it a lot more funny if I didn't have a naked twelve-year-old girl in sexual peril. Yeah, well, yeah. that's another part where we get back to the Looney Tunesness. It's fucked up and bad. In yeah, addition yeah. to being yeah, yeah slapstick, yeah. and also like a little less racist than Looney Tunes, but like yes, but just not barely. Not, yeah, <laughs> not like so much less racist. Yeah, like it's on the same. It's in the same quadrant of like the racist. Yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> okay, guys, it's like Iraqi man. It's just who uh, when God, he set he out so much better. I know. Well, yeah. it's also I do. I think it's like it's like I set out to make a traditional like third yeah. act for JoJo's because this was the end, and it's like all the shit he was pulling in for this. It's like, yeah. dude, you picked, and he gets bored so fast. Some gross shit. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah so... And so it he he beats the ape. Right with his fucking school with, button. Right with his button, and sure. uh, and that's a, and he does a star finger, right? Yes, a, yeah, with the, yeah, yeah. So um. for the second episode in a row, he's just like, "Yep, I'm just Mr. Starfinger now." That's <laughs> what uh, I do. He'll jo- Jotaro Kujo. He'll finger you. <laughs> he'll finger you good. Yep. <laughs> I'm glad to see that our our humor level is right at. Right above, just above Playboy. Yeah, <laughs> <Just> above. <laughs> an ape could not listen to this. And, yeah, and appreciate and it. Yeah, yes. our nuance is way better. And then we end with finding out that Enya's son is the one who killed Polnareff's sister because Enya has two yeah. right hands. Tone shift. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like we go from like I'm gonna punch a monkey, an ape to death, and it's like oh, and then we get some Singapore facts. Yep. And then a uh, menacing doll at the end. Yep. Uh, <laughs> oh, we do get to learn about the Speedwagon Foundation's hotel budget, which is high. They're walking down the street and Joseph is like, let's go to this hotel here. And it's this like. Really fancy yeah. hotel. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, like a four let's star. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. They're, um, they're not staying at motels. No. I don't think Joseph Joestar knows how to be like the kind of traveler who could bring himself to stay at like a hostile situation. Yeah, I think Kakuin would know how to travel on the cheap. Yeah, yeah. I think he and Jotaro could have like a really well. They're great... students, Corey. Yeah, because they're students. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, they would um, have a good. Everything good is time because they're students, up. and it's like I feel like 
I'm just like, I feel like in another life, it'd, it'd be like, like, you know, when like your ice fandom lost their shit every time they mistranslate lovers. Koi Bito. Koi Bito. I feel like, I'm like, are they mistranslating student for something else? <laughs> <laughs> Students of the Kama Sutra. <laughs> well, thank you all for listening to this episode of JoJo's Bizarre Explainer. Tune in next week where we talk about... How fucking terrifying dolls are. Yeah, And also how amazing Joseph's fashion sense continues to That's true. Yeah. yeah, we get some good Joseph fashion. And so if you can handle that parabola of emotions, <laughs> then uh, come back to us next week. Thanks for listening. JoJo's Bizarre Explainer is recorded in Portland, Ora Ora, Oregon at Stream PDX Mobile Podcast Studio. Thank you to the folks at Stream PDX and Open Signal. Our music is The Freakout Experiment by Tobias Weber. But please go to iTunes and leave us the kind of review that Forever the Orangutan would leave for Playboy. <laughs> <laughs>